Die, we bask in the light of mustachioed greatness. That is right. I know Christmas is right around the corner, but I don't care because you know what? We're going to talk about uh, instead of a holiday film, we're going to go back to the Aussie well to discuss another notorious criminal in Australian history. We've talked about Mark Chopa Reed, and now it's time to go back almost 125 years in the past to talk about the legendary bush ranger Daniel Morgan, who went on a crime spree throughout all parts of Australia. Specifically, we are covering his exploits, which are told in the 1976 exploitation film Mad Dog Morgan, directed by Felipe Mora. Starring an incredibly shit-faced Dennis Hopper in the title role. Hell, I think I got drunk just watching his performance. I got secondhand drunk somehow, and now I'm firsthand drunk right now. Anyway, we are honoring a variety of mustaches in this movie because let me tell you, there's plenty. Well, enough wasting time. Let's steal us a horse, be a real shitty criminal, get sent to prison, go through some uh, obstacles in prison, get out, become a better criminal, and become legends, baby, because you know what? We should smile because it's always a nice day outside, bitches. Now play that shit theme song. It's the Mustachio Podcast, you. We're ready for the show. We'll watch moves, we'll make some jokes, and then we'll all go home. Now gain the legendary hairy upper lips. It's the Mustachio What what is up, y'all? I'm your host of the Mustachio Podcastio, Daniel Segura, and today I bring a couple of Mustachio Podcastio veterans. I got Lee Russell here with They Must Be Destroyed on Site podcast, and I also got freaking Vaughn here from the Motion Picture Massacre podcast. What is up, guys? How y'all doing? Uh, good, uh, Vaughn. Yeah, hi. Um, you know, you know the secret Discord that we all have that we don't let Daniel in on. Where, I guess so. Sure. Remember, remember that joke that that Bobby from the Grind Bin put on there today. You know, he, he said, "You know, mustachioed podcastio, more like the bullstachioed crap castio." And, <laughs> and I thought it was a little harsh, but after this opening, I I don't yeah. know. I think I agree now. So in that Discord, y'all actually talk about real film and like y'all are a bunch of buffs, you know, film buffs, and yeah, not talking about our lives and complaining about things like things <laughs> like on your on your Discord, <laughs> complaining about all the sex. <laughs> I, I and the chlamydia, yeah, and the I chlamydia, the every itching, once in a while. the itching and the burning. I check it every once in a while. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's just a lot of Daniel doing his emo phase. Okay, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, um, who? How did did y'all pick this together? Like, what the fuck is up with this? Why did y'all um, make me watch this? Um, it was Vaughn. It was, it, was, it was all. It was all Vaughn. He was. It was me. We were like, we were like, well, we should think of something since we're going to be on the show together. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, okay, I might think of something, but if you think of something, throw it in. Yeah, and and he's just... like, and he's like, have you seen Mad Dog Morgan? <laughs> no, I have not. Well, shit, let's do that. We're doing that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's great. What are you talking about? So, Lee, you hadn't seen Mad Dog Morgan either. I knew I knew about it, but I had not seen it. So, yeah. Okay. yeah. So mm-hmm. this is something uh, that Vaughn wanted to uh, bring into the you. show. Yes. 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 I... I, well, how did y'all watch this, by the way? I saw this on Pluto. I saw it on YouTube. I have the old DVD that Troma put out like 10 years ago. Oh, yeah, that's right. Fucking Troma had this. Yeah, Troma. Wow. Yeah. Probably the most prestigious film they've ever had on their fucking <laughs> yeah, library. That yeah, and, that and um, 
what is it like by the Hayao Miyazaki <laughs> film? Fucking um, my neighbor Totoro. Yeah, it's, a, it's probably. Oh yeah, that's right. right. They mm-hmm. they did, didn't they? Fuck. Yeah. One time they had they owned the rights to that. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah this this movie kind of doesn't know if it wants to be go full exploitation or if it wants to be like a real, oh. you know. Film. Oh yeah. Well, like it, it's kind of in between. Oh uh, yeah, it's if you. If you know the director Philippe Nora, um, his films are kind of all this kind of way. Crazy. Okay. They're all. This fucking is the first nuts. film I've seen of his. So yeah. They're all I, nuts I are, and kind of are weird. You sh- are you sure, Daniel? You might have seen. Have oh. you seen the Howling Two or the Howling Three? Oh, yeah. I did see the Howling Two. Never mind. Yeah. yeah. I think I yeah. made myself forget. But yeah, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I have seen the Howling Two. <laughs> yeah. Where or, uh, where us a dwarf gets uh, fucking just ear raped by. Sh- the werewolf yeah. edge, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's right. That's where where you have a where you have the credits with the end credits where it's just Sybil Danley ripping her top open for twenty minutes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. it's a great film. Um, What's well, kind of like so, an award for getting that far? Like, hey, right. you made it to the end. Here's yeah, Sybil and then Danny's they said, hey, why don't we give you some more money? And we'll make the next film. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Throw um, and that one, that that one's going to be about marsup- marsupial werewolves. Yep, because everyone <laughs> yep. is looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want an exploitation werewolf movie where they're marsupials. That's yeah, and, three. And Nora's made a bunch of really great films, like Paradactyl Woman from Beverly Hills, and uh, and uh, Beast Within. Beast Within, which is really cool. That um, one I want to see for sure. A film he made before this, the year before, was a film called Brother Can You Spare a Dime, which is like on my grail list of films to find, including its sequel. Um, and um, Brother Can You Spare a Dime is kind of one of those combination films. Where yeah. it's about World War One, so it's about like how like Hollywood dealt with World War One. So it's like films prior to the seventies, so like fifties, fifties, forties films that kind of go into the whole thing of World War One with music from the time period. And then there's a film that they made pretty much because it was such a big success. They made a film called All This in World War Two, which is the same concept, you know, taking fifties and forties films that were dealing with World War Two. But instead of using mo- the music of that time, we use Paul McCartney and John Lennon songs, like uh, Beatles oh. songs, which well, is fucking in- inglorious <laughs> bastards, Quentin Tarantino, you fucking hack. <laughs> <laughs> but like, so that was the thing that Nor kind of made his name on. Like, he had made a couple of kind of like pseudo documentaries selling this. So this is like his first real feature. Okay. Um, and he went back home. And the one thing, if you don't know, what's Nor is that he's a French-born person who was. You know, um, he was brought to, you know, Australia when he was young. Um, and it like in 77, 76, when this movie was made, we were at a boom in the in the Aussie film industry of making every goddamn thing. Mm. And it's like, hey, you have an idea and it's about like one of our legends. We'll give you cash. Go. Just didn't fucking they, make yeah, the didn't, movie. Didn't they have the same tax credit scheme that Canada had pretty much? Yeah, like the, but it's not as diabolical as the uh, the, okay. the, the the great ta- the great <laughs> Canadian tax dodge. Well, no, because like if you know anything about just like Canada, Canada in like the fifties up to the mid eighties, if you were a producer who wanted to make a film, if you made it in Canada, you could pretty much write off a hundred percent of it. Mm-hmm. As long That's as you have enough, amazing. Can- as long as you have enough Canadian actors in the film, you can do anything you want, make anything you want. You can write all of it off. Yeah, Canadian right. content, baby. Yeah, so there's a lot of great films that came out of that time period. Canadian With... content. I'm sorry. I mean, some of that too. Some of the French films they made. <laughs> right. You know, the the, ma- the maple syrup, 
porn and shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, that's a thing? That's I need to thing. learn more about Canadian culture, <laughs> big time. I've just so realized that. The Australians right are very kind of like. Um, I mean, I'm from Texas. We don't think about anything else but right. ourselves. So. Well, yeah, I'm, a, I'm from Jersey, so this is all I think about. Uh, <laughs> maple syrup and pussy? Yeah, pretty much. You think about things that aren't Jersey. <laughs> yeah, no, everything but not Jersey. But the Australians are very kind of like they use the film board and they have the government kind of subsidizes their stuff. Um, but yeah. in the 70s, there's this huge boom uh, of making film, uh, kind of making the most extreme, most crazy shit in the world. Yep. And then kind of pushing it out to the world. Um, with this film, it's it's based on an actual character, Daniel Morgan, mm-hmm. um, who was a bush ranger in the 50s around the time of the gold harvest, uh, the Greek big like gold reserve, you know, the gold boom. Would you get this like little blurb at the start of the film that kind of explains a little bit of what the hell is going on? Because the film is very schizophrenic. We are talking about like maybe like with uh, Daniel Morgan, maybe like like fifteen years. Um, yeah. It, well, I was gonna say this reminds me a lot of Chopper, which was right. a movie as well. Where if you didn't already know about his story and you didn't mm-hmm. know Chopper's like timeline you right. were fucking lost because there's really no sense of time in this movie other yeah. than other than the beard other than yes. Morgan's beard that's your sense right. of time that's it <laughs> right so the, so if you read anything about Daniel Morgan Morgan's first in, within the movie is when he gets um, arrested and put in jail for 12 years he was 17 so that's why you have Holy. the character played by Hopper as this kind of young looking guy it Shaved looks like up. Right, he's all nice and clean. He looks like twenty nine, thirty. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, I think I think Hopper was. He like was. His, he was. Yeah, he was that age. Yeah, almost forty. Um, and right. then it, the film kind of works up until I think um, Daniel Morgan died at thirty four. Yeah. So yeah. it's you know it's almost it's crazy. Yeah, it's like fifteen years. I mean, you can you can get away with like Dennis Hopper looking as old as he does though, because like. Everybody back then was so fucking weather beaten and shit. Mm-hmm. By by, yeah. by the time you hit like your mid twenties, you looked like right. you were fifty. So yeah, he was a teenager going out and living in the wilderness and stealing horses and breaking laws mm-hmm. and shit. So yeah, you're gonna get kind of rugged from the sun, right. from that Australian sun and shit. So yeah, I would imagine yeah. he would look way older. And people did die younger back in the 1800s oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Definitely. And he's and he's kind of the. Um, I guess he was a big inspiration for Ned Kelly. Yes. Uh, like Ned Kelly, who was also a sort of famous highwayman in uh, Australia. And then there's the uh, the one of Mick Jagger, that, that movie that was made. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then there's um, that uh, Yahoo Serious film. That's just fantastic. Oh, yeah, that's that's right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like <laughs> uh, Mad, Dog, Mad Dog Morgan's kind of like the lesser known Australian criminal. Out yeah, of, for out of, us. You know, yeah, for us anyway. I mean, it's mm-hmm. kind of it's kind of. He's kind of a character like Guy Fox in the in uh, the UK. Um, they don't burn him in effigy every year, but he's well he's well known in kind of the history books and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, he's got like fucking wood carvings and paintings mm-hmm. and yeah. So he's yeah he's so, got quite the, he's got quite the grave too. Like his grave's got this big fucking boulder on top of it. It's like mm-hmm. a headstone or whatever yeah. the fuck. Yeah, it's crazy. So the film we have here is that it tells you the story of. Of Daniel Morgan's rise of infamy, of infamy, um, from him kind of just causing kind of petty larceny and being put in jail for an uh, in, in amount of period of time, and then kind of leaving jail and not learning anything from it, 
and kind of causing havoc within your well, go, gold rush era um, Australia. He learned um, he learned how to not get raped anymore. That's for sure. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that's true. And also, the movie tries to kind of. Well, okay, so the version I saw on Pluto, I don't know mm-hmm. about the one from Troma. I know the right. one on YouTube didn't have it, so that's why I watched. Because I at first I started with the YouTube version, then yeah. I well, saw there, that on Pluto. There's like uh, there's like there's like two or three versions on YouTube. There is, so, yeah. and I guess I was watching uh, one that was significantly cut because it was only like uh, an hour, maybe an hour thirty three. And then I saw one on okay. the one on Pluto was a little longer, and it had some monologues from that one guy with the. I call him Mr. Monologue or <laughs> Monologue Man, but he's... I call him I call him Hot Metal Spike up his ass because every time he talks, he looks he's got this pained look on his face. <laughs> like like it starts out with him, right? And it's like, yeah. who yes. the fuck is this guy? And why is he talking like he's just taking a massive burning shit? Like that's what the director told him. Can you t- can you give this monologue like you're taking a hot lava crap? <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, I was caught off guard by that once I started the Pluto version. I was like, okay, yeah. cool, okay, they're going this historical route. It's almost like they tried to refine it a little bit uh, to kind of give it a, like a more story-based, he's a legend, and this is a guy kind of telling his story after the fact. Right. You know, right. It's different. They're, yeah. they're, they're telling the story around it, Dennis it's... Hopper's performance. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because... yeah, they were like, fuck, we need to find a way to structure this shit. Right. From what I know about the the idea with Hopper was that at the time, Hopper was kind of, you know, he was Alpha Grande. He had made a film in '71 called the Last Pick, Last Last Film, Last Movie, um, yeah. which was like he was given a million dollars to make whatever he wanted, and he went to Peru and made this very kind of experimental, uh, emotional kind of passion project film, which has kind of made its way out in the last couple of years. Um, it's actually a really wonderful film, but when it was released, it kind of got fucked with by the studios and. It wasn't particularly the 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 film that Hopper and he kind of he was kind of written off. And there's a couple of films in that time period in the '70s that are that are really kind of like I've I've been looking for for years. Um, but so he you know he agreed to do this film because you know it was going to pay him. Um, and he wa- he wanted to continue working. Yeah, they um, gave him a pretty fat <laughs> paycheck at the time. Yeah, I, for- I forgot how much I saw, but it was it was fifty thousand dollars. Fifty thousand, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, and I'm like. That's not bad for just getting all drunk and sweaty and shit and you know. Yeah, well, he was more than, he was more than just drunk in this film. He was fucked and completely. I, I heard he got like sh- like <laughs> sloshed. So he, like he was, he was he had a problem. He was he yeah oh well, yeah he uh, he he was either high or drunk every day, and you could tell at certain points in this in the film. You can definitely tell that they kind of shot this in order with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and the history goes. Nora tells it is that. The government had such a problem with Hopper is that they told him, hey, when is he going to be done with being on the film? And they told him the day. And they said, okay, that day you're going to get him on a plane and fly him back to the States. And he's never allowed back in this country. And that's what wow. happened. You know, I heard he the was government causing... wasn't the government no, wasn't weren't... happy as well with just the representation of some of the – they have some historical people, like some historical Australians, right, in the film. Yeah. And they're not right. – Necessary and some historic and some actors that were well known at the time. And they're like, this guy's like watching, you know, Dennis Hopper get raped in a prison. We don't, we don't want our actress to look like this on, right. on the screen. Well, it was because, like I said, most of the every film, most of the films that were made in Australia were kind of subsidized by the Australian Film Board, which was a government board. So you know, mm-hmm. they had to kind of pick and choose. And Nora was kind of running by the seat of his pants with this film. He was just kind of like. 
You know, he was just like, all right, I'm going to make it. And he kind of gave them what they were going to make. And as it continued to work out, they kind of, you know, they kind of showed more of the truth of what Daniel Morgan actually went through and um, the kind of trials and tribulations of what he, you know, and all, all, all the while trying to work around a madman um, <laughs> doing his best to kind of say, look as sober <laughs> as possible while he was on film. And they do try to humanize uh, him a little bit here and there. They do oh, try there's some, to. Yeah, there's some very, yeah. there's some very interesting scenes in there. Um, but there's also the, like the crazy scenes, like the scene where he's got the horse and he's trying to cut the fucking tree down, and he's singing to himself, <laughs> and you can clearly tell that he's fucked it's out. It's terrifying. On like he's almost <laughs> hitting the horse on his on yeah. swing back, and I'm like, yeah. dude, it's like fuck. it's like you should not be doing that. But oh, yeah, yeah uh, it's, it's interesting. Vaughn says like right. you know the government was t- making a big stink about this. Like a lot of the same things happened with certain films that were made in Canada under the tax shelter, right? Because yeah. that those tax dollars. Those were coming from the people, so a lot of people were complaining, like, our money's being made, you know, going towards these fucking gross horror films that somebody right. made, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, a lot of the lot of the same thing. Yeah. yeah. As soon Definitely. as you involve government, and you involve government dollars and tax dollars, and people have a say in anything, it just ruins fun. Yeah. <laughs> You're right about that, but I'm also... i speaking it's like... that from a professional... Well, <laughs> just speaking from well, it, experience. It, it... It, or or it makes a lot of fun in the case of Canada, where it's like uh, people are just making whatever the fuck they wanted, and mm-hmm. it kind of just it just kind of just kind of happened, just kind of flew. Like there, we didn't, you know, we didn't have like the big lockdown on our movies like uh, Great yeah. Britain did with the uh, video nasties video and nasties, shit like that, right? right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the reason the reason why like you know, in Canada it kind of just went away in the late '90s, in the late '80s, because they you know policies changed and whatnot. Well, yeah, um, we got a bunch of conservative governments in too, so that yeah. kind of they're like, "Fuck your films, <laughs> we want to save some money." The whole thing with the whole thing with Australia is that the it's like the the popularity just ran out, yeah, and like mm-hmm. they still make films, like they still they still subsidize and make films, but it's not as wild and woolly as it was back in the seventies, right? Right. So with this, like, it's. You have a director who's practically just like a first timer, who's kind of worked in the system in America, um, and he's kind of come back to his home country, and he's like, "I can make a movie because like everybody's making movies," yeah. And like I, I was able to get like I'm, I have a big name, even though everybody else in the film, if you see everybody from like David Gilpin to all the other white actors in it, they're all kind of noticeable if you're a fan of Australian filmmaking filmmaking of the time, because yeah, everybody shows up in these films. Yeah. yeah, like Dave, David. Uh, Gil, what, Gilpin, was it Gil, yeah. P- Gil Pin or Gil Pilly or yeah. I don't know how it's quite pronounced, but like he's he's like um, what's his face in uh, uh, fucking um, uh, films in uh, East Asia or whatever, where he's mm-hmm. in every one of them. You know, uh, yeah. the I'm trying to think of the fucking island, fucking country. Philippines. Yeah, okay. Fucking <laughs> Philippines. Jesus <laughs> Christ, go. man. It happens, man. <laughs> uh, I, I've been... I've been uh, it's late right now. Pre, I've been pre-drinking. Yeah, Me too, dude. Lot, I'm, so. I'm super... Yeah, yeah I've been uh-huh. drinking some whiskey And we just myself. actually lost David Gilpin this year. Are yeah, you serious? He just died, he yeah, he died just died. Right after Thanksgiving. Um, yeah. And he's he was... He, he's he's worked with everybody from Nicholas Rogue. Um, wow. You know, he's probably the, the penultimate, like, Aborigine actor... Um, and he's I thought he, been in pretty much everything. He was in a he was in a film a couple years ago called Cargo, which I really like, which is a zombie right. film. Zombie um, film. 
proposition. He, He's got a bit yeah. part in that. Mm-hmm. If they do a, in a lot of shit. If they do a movie of his life, they should have the guy that played uh, Esquelito in Nacho Libre. <laughs> they, <laughs> Jesus. Wow. <laughs> That's that's weirdly racist on several levels, but okay. Uh-huh. I just thought that's... he kind of looked like Esquilito. I didn't know he was dead. Damn. Because they got the same color skin? What the fuck is Jeez. going on? <laughs> I mean, it would be nice, you know, Mexicans, we have Aztec, some some Mayan uh, uh, native hell, blood. Man. What? Everybody says I'd... I'm the racist. Aboriginals are native. Yeah. I mean, Christ. hey. I, I don't know where this is going now. <laughs> <laughs> don't get scared. Don't get scared, guys. Don't get scared. <laughs> no, I'm not scared. I'm just like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I'll I'll go down on the ship with you, Daniel. Just, <laughs> That's yeah. what I love about you, Lee. <laughs> You'll go down on the ship with me. We're, no. we're the guys playing violin as the, as the <laughs> podcast yeah. Titanic just sinks down into the cold water. So this film kind of starts out with you get the introduction of, of the character of Daniel Morgan, and it's it's pretty much just like he just whips a guy's ass for pushing a Chinese man on the floor. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's our little, and it's hey, like, he's not he that just, bad. And like you can tell that that's it's it's kind of a combination of an, a scene and also just Hopper reacting to something, which is cool right. as fuck. Because when he, like the the other character kind of touches him, he kind of you know that's not something that's not in the script. Well, and like the way much... he reacts and kind of like he's like, "Don't touch me." That's how you get hurt. Like he's like, it just I... feels so natural. I got a question: How much actual script there was for this? Because it feels like Hopper is basically like he's he's got some scene directions, like yeah. Um, I, I read your letterbox review after I watched the movie, by right. the way, and you're and you're like, yes, he he is incredibly smashed out of his fucking mind, <laughs> uh-huh. but he is such a professional that he's still keeping continuity between scenes. He is. Right. So, yeah. and he's very but, much in character. But in every scene, mm-hmm. he's pretty much just like freeballing it, right? I I think if I, if I remember correctly from, from the from the Nora kind of conversations that I've read and and the interviews that are on some of the special features is that Nora kind of had those moments where it's just like he could have just it was just him camera and hopper right and there's a lot of scenes in the film where it's just him camera and hopper just reacting and he Jesus. would just kind of give him an idea like he knew that you know the script kind of just got thrown out and he just let him do mm-hmm. something so he's you know. he's like he's like uh Klaus Kinskiing it without the fucking ego trip. Yeah, without the screaming and yelling and pulling <laughs> guns on people. Um, yeah, and threatening to rape their sisters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, By the way, is he like... doing an Irish accent? Or... Yeah. Well, he's okay. well, well, I mean, well, is he Welsh or Irish? I forget. I think that's what it is. I think, if I remember correctly, I think that he was. He's an. I, he's supposed to be Welsh or Irish. Okay. So yeah. That's why. It's not necessarily. But it kind of a... comes and it comes and goes. That's a little the thing. bit. Yeah, but this is you know this is a time where. The Australian accent, quote unquote, isn't really a thing yet. Right. Technically, yeah, because you got like a lot of like more Britishy sounding accents. Mm-hmm. It's really a not of not a lot of your what your run of the mill Australian accents. Right. Yeah, country. there's there's a lot of like direct first generation like Irish. Yeah, and this Welsh is the this is the 1800s, so it's like we aren't much we aren't far off from this country being a penal colony. Yeah, um, yeah. it's 1865. So it's, yeah, fuck, that yeah. was a long time ago. It's crazy. Yeah. So we get introduced to this, and he the first thing they do is they decide to go to an opium den. Hell yeah, like, dude. I mean, what else okay, are you going to sure. do? I mean, it's, it's right? 1865. And he even, make, he even makes a comment that, like, this is this is the only thing to do in between, fi- you know, digging for gold is this is sitting in this opium den and just getting high. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. 
he knows how to have fun, right? It's like right. everyone else is like, oh, all we're going to do is toil and then get drunk and beat up Chinese people. He's like, no, I'm going to go to Chinatown and get my fucking opium yeah. on and have some fun. Get a little cult- maybe Yeah, get some appreciation for some different cultures. Like, you know. Right. Yeah, maybe find some uh, nice, sweet little Chinese uh, ladies of the night and, you know, see what goes down. Okay. So we and then we have, an, we have a... Our first fucking uh, full blown full on, fire. Full on. Was everything full on. just fucking able to fire up real quick back then? Everything was just wood and hay. It's, like, I guess. it's fucking Australia. Yeah. I, it's so dry I, in the summertime, which is like yeah, dry as fuck. Um, and they they go on an all on massacre and kill everybody in the place. And we have that scene with the older gentleman that's with Morgan's oh, character, yeah. with Morgan's character, which is clearly like when they when once they grab him, once the guy grabs him by the hand. It's clearly a cut to a dummy because they blow his fucking brains out, and it's like mm. it's a cool, it's a cool looking effect, but it's clearly yeah. like you know, it's one of the more brutal effects in the movie, yeah. I believe. Yeah, there's really not a whole bunch of that much gore other than. And that. you have these reaction shots from Hopper where he is crying his brains out, um, and you have a lot of shots like that in this film where it's just shots of Hopper just reacting to something that's off screen or just being told, right. "Hey, react." And he either cries or he has a, like a hallucinogenic fucking nightmare um, that kind of comes into his head. Um, like there's there's a couple great scenes of his just close ups of his eyes and his face reacting to nothing. Right. And you're like, oh, okay. Clearly, it's just Hopper high as fuck reacting to what's going on in his head as the but camera it, is just taking, yeah. you know, recording it. But it works for the character too. Like, oh for yeah. later on because it feels like. They're presenting Morgan here, whether it's intentional or not, or whether it just sort of organically right. came through the acting in the script, mm-hmm. that he is somewhat mentally ill to some degree, yeah. and these yeah. things are triggering it even more and making it worse. Well, if you and, if you really think about it, like if, if you see what happens to him, he gets put into jail for, for, se- for seven years, and automatically his two first thing, two things out of jail is that he's branded with an M on his hand. And then he's mm-hmm. raped by the fellow inmates in the same room that he's in, um, so that would terror uh, that would torture a person forever, you know what I mean? And like yeah. from then on, anytime you actually he gets like a small quiet moment to himself, he is having like a meltdown, right? Because it just feels like he's he if he stops to kind of think about what he's doing, he he just automatically starts breaking down and like just reacting to what's happened to him in the last like handful of years. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, he's very, which is he's, awesome. He's, he plays a very like uh very yeah. in touch with his, mo- his emotions kind of character. Yeah. Like he's very touchy feely with mm-hmm. Billy when, when they hook up and shit. Right. But um, I just, I just want to mention two funny things before we get too super serious. Well, I mean, this, this is a comedy podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, Vaughn's uh, really bringing well, it down, but yeah, <laughs> God damn it, Vaughn. <laughs> um, First off, Australian prison is just secretly a fat camp, if you look at it. Because all those other prisoners, they're, they're just all big fatties, and they're just putting them to work. There's a lot of big boys out there, yeah. It's, just like, yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's like dirt mounds cut with, with fucking with wooden sla- uh, slats in it for windows. It's like, okay. It's and they're on top of each other, Holy like something shit. like that. Like, and then, then they got them out chopping trees and shit. It's like, get to work, fatty. And... <laughs> Right, but and then I, I just got to say, like, imagine being so fucking racist against the Chinese that you'd <laughs> risk burning every tree and bush in Australia just to get at them. Yeah, there's like, a few in there. There's a couple of sprinkled in there. Let's just take out this acres of land. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. it's fucking crazy, man. I, fucking I, nuts. I couldn't believe that 
that's the reason that was happening when I saw right. it when I was watching the movie I was like okay what what are they doing holy shit is that just really to kill the fucking Asian people that are in there the Chinese people yeah. holy shit and to kill anyone else that's around them yeah that was fucking crazy and then like the prison that they go to they have to go by like a little boat and there's a guy that's trying to swim and break it loose and he just mm-hmm. he's a really bad swimmer <laughs> he's like <laughs> a few meters well, out and yeah, he fucking that, sinks that's it's, it's it's so fucking crazy where it's, it's like dark they make they make them they make them row their own boat to the prison yeah and somebody escapes and they shoot at him but it's like eh, it's not really worth Man, it and then hopper dead. tries to go go and like maybe extend one of the paddles to him he said he, he gets beaten instantaneously and he's like yeah. just let him let him swim and as he swims he just gives up midway i mean like no offense the guy was only swimming for maybe like five seconds <laughs> he was really out of shape yeah he probably had a heart attack yeah they're yeah, probably not like, feeding him very well he in just, there i mean what just, did i tell you about the fat camp shit yeah. man? like that, that guy was he already stops stops fucking stops swimming and just sinks like a stone and you're like yeah okay yeah. this is and it's very even though like it seems like a law filled country because even when like when he gets a caught when he gets finally picked up for the first time um for stealing those horses it's like automatic like it's the it's the full extent and he, even the the judge even tells us like we're not you know in this part of the country we can't you know we can't go to lawlessness we you know yeah. we have to show we have to show full the full force of our of like what we can do, which is like seven years for a tiny misdemeanor, and it's like okay, that's fucked. Well, yeah, they they gave him what twelve years, and they gave him and he oh, yeah, did 12. six. He did six, yeah, yeah. So it's like this tiny, tiny misdemeanor for the what it is, and it's like fuck, okay. Yeah. Cool. And in the prison there, they're breaking rocks, they're cutting yeah. trees down. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking nightmare. And there's like a little yeah. scene where he kind of looks like he's about to fuck a tree. Like he's like kind of hugging a tree <laughs> yeah. and he's like, uh-huh. you're my only friend. Like it's just yeah. rough in that bitch. They eventually let him out on parole. It looks like he's talking to a parole officer who has a bunch right. of human skulls and a gorilla scroll behind him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's just like there's there's this sort of background talk about like human um, evolution. Yeah, and, kind of you know, woven throughout. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That the 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 people who have power, who have really nothing else to do, is that they they're kind of seemingly obsessed with where um, where humans come from, and it's one of the things that's kind of slowly making its way around. Especially and also like the photographer, who we oh, yeah. like in the next mm-hmm. scene, who's like, I want to take your picture. Like after kind of Morgan's made a little bit of notoriety after he's been released. Um, and he, you know, and he kind of says, I don't have time for that, you know, cause yeah. photography in the 1800s was like, you had to sit there for, you know, like a couple of minutes as the picture developed and you couldn't really move. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of Demolition right. Man, this movie. <laughs> yeah, no, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I need you to explain this one. Well, because a lot of times it's, it's the, uh, aristocracy, Looking down at the 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 men that are still, it kind of you know, Tombstone's kind of similar. That you got the few wild guns out there, the few cowboys that are out there living in the bush, doing their thing, holding people yeah. up, taking their money, living on the land. Sure. And then you have the people that are in the government, the people that are officers, the people that have jobs that are making them money, and they live in their pretty little houses. And they look down yeah. on the people that are living in the bush, and they see them as animals, you know, yeah. savages, okay. quote unquote. I, I, I sure. kind of feel like you mentioned Tombstone. I'm like, yeah, that's much more apt. I know, yeah, I know. I went back to Tombstone because I felt like maybe those were closer. <laughs> but yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ. And hell's coming with me. 
I mean, yeah. I mean, Mad Dog Morgan Miles will be living in the sewers with that shit, that hack comedian that's down there. What's uh, <laughs> that? Dennis Leary. Dennis 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 Leary. Fucking, that fucking guy stole all of his material from Bill Hicks. Yeah. Fucking... <laughs> Piece of shit. Yeah, so eventually Morgan gets out on parole. Yeah, and, uh, but he, yeah. he has nothing better. He has he has, he doesn't really stick learn it, from his, his problem. Yeah, and he kind of just goes right back to what he was doing. Um, <laughs> but he actually starts to just rob from. I guess, I guess kind of like a Robin Hood type thing. Right, is that he starts to steal from people who are more well to do. Yes, um, instead of stealing from like the local kind of like poor, um, and he kind of he kind of gains a notoriety from the peop from the people who live in the bush um, of of what he's doing. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. he had he had um he had a kind of like a sort sort of similar to like Jesse James in the South kind of yeah. reputation yep. where mm-hmm. uh, people sympathetic to him were like hiding him and like you know sticking up for him and looking out for him and like yeah. oh hey sh- people are you know there's some cops in the in the in the r- local area you best lay low kind of shit yeah the movie mm-hmm. makes a point to show that he doesn't really kill anyone that's living in poverty unless they're threatening to kill him. But yeah, right. like for the most part, he he spares anyone. If not, he's friendly with people that are just basically like him, just surviving mm-hmm. he, on a dime. He may come off. He may come. He may come off when he first originally meets them as kind of a an asshole, you know, <laughs> you know brazing his guns <laughs> and whatnot. But once they show him like kind of respect, he kind of pulls it away and he goes, "Okay, fine." And he kind of you know goes in with them and and kind of becomes you know and, de- and lets them, lets their hospitality kind of show. Yeah. Um, then he gets shot and he bleeds Twizzler, melted Twizzlers. Uh. <laughs> I mean, some of the yeah. blood looks bad, and then at other times, some of it the looks blood good. looks really good. Yeah, this yeah. first blood yeah. uh, when he gets shot, and I think in his ch- kind of arm area. Well, yeah, he he gets he gets hit with a shotgun so from a long a range. Blast. So it, yeah, yeah, just kind of just kind of like grazes him more you, than the. You else, can definitely but... tell this film was not like a. Was that because the, the, another thing with the Australians was because they didn't give them a lot of money to make yeah, these films, a, uh, and they weren't working with producers and whatnot, so they were kind of making them on their own. So they are this kind of like low-fi, low-budget feel to them. Um, yeah, it's just you have mm-hmm. like these big-name actors in there, and you're like, "Fuck!" Like, like how do you get somebody like this when you're making a film that's maybe like ninety thousand, one hundred fifty thousand dollars, and half the money's going to you know one actor? And he gets and then, shot yeah. because he went to go steal some horses. He gets shot. Uh, yeah. He got shot by Evan Evans because uh, that's a hilarious mm-hmm. name, and I'll never forget it. And <laughs> and I really like the weird transition to where when they introduce Billy because we hear a didgeridoo play, and yeah. then it transitions into like creepy chamber voices, like chamber. It's the it's the it's the shining music. It is fucking yeah, it sounds like it. I was like, Holy it shit. it is. It's it's a it's a version of the music in the shining. Ooh, gives you the creep. But at the but at the same time, it it's it sounds like the way it's done. It's got you know, like Daniel's saying, it's got that like uh, chorus stuff going on yeah. in the background. Right, right. It sounds very much like two thousand one. Okay. Very much like the Legati music from two thousand one. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And and so there's, I feel like it's like you know that stuff's really creepy and and interesting. So we're gonna mm-hmm. steal it kind of and not? put it in our film. And, and it works. All of the didgeridoo stuff and all the kind of Aborigine style music that's in the film is all done by mm-hmm. Gilpin. Yeah, and yeah, even, yeah. And even it says in it says at the start of the film, like all you know, as one of the title credits, all didgeridoo and, and the vocal kind of, pieces and like the vocal the, music the are performed songs, by yeah. David Gilpin. And then you look at the credits; it says you know music by, and it's like 
and then David Gilpin provides. I love the um, the kind of solo, the native songs that that they sing in this movie. Like you mm-hmm. know, it's just awesome. I love that vibe of it. Um, I got to yeah. give a lot of the. I'm sure they and like you said, you know, they they probably did it as cheap as possible. Let's just have let's have him do this stuff because he can. Why hire out when we have some talent here and we'll you know we'll pay yeah. him and. And get it done that way, but yeah, I love I love all that stuff. But yeah, he basically this, saves Morgan. Yeah, and then yeah, this he, movie's very um, very good on the Aborigines, considering you know the the history <clears throat> with Australia yeah. with white white people coming in and just it's like still, genociding them and treating them still like a shit. Con- kind still of a, a common occurrence worldwide. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it happened definitely in Australia. Yeah, and still a country that still kind of has a really hard. Um, Still, yeah. line of dealing with with their Aborigine people, and, and it's kind of you know how the whites have kind of slowly been tr- torturing them and pushing them uh, pushing them out of the country, just like I mean, just like our country, just like Canada, yeah, yeah. And everybody else. But um, but you know, like racially, this this film's pretty fucking cool, especially for its time. Like it's right, but the character the character that Hopper plays, it seems like. He is a guy who understands people who are in a certain different kind of plight because he's in the same kind of plight. He under he yeah, also respects their um, skills too because I think yeah. mm-hmm. he understands that you know someone that he I, I read a little bit about the actual person and they said that he lived mm-hmm. in solid you know basically by himself a lot just solitary in the bush and right. he learned a lot of skills that way and I think he respected yeah. Billy for the skills he had. And that's why he was always like, I don't believe that your dad was a white man. Cause Billy eventually when he saves him, tells him that, Oh, I think my dad was a white man. Um, but I'm not really sure where I'm from. And he uh-huh. just kind of grew mm. up in the bush. And I think like he tried to join the tribe maybe, but they kicked him out right. or they tried to, yeah, something like something that. Like, yeah. He right. t- it kind of gives a little bit of his background, but it's very vague and kind of, they're both, miss. they're both outcasts. Yeah, that's why they, they're both out. Yeah. They connect. And the, yeah. the one constant out of these, uh, with these two people with Morgan and, um, Billy, you have uh, David. You have a uh, Jack Thompson playing Detective Manwarn, Manwarning, mm. which is like, he's a brutal, Man-warning. yeah, Manwarning. Um, <laughs> but he, but he's this kind of brutal, kind of tactless fuck. Um, who, oh, is that the guy to, with the, um, the teardrop? teardrop yeah, tattoo? yes, the teardrop. Oh, tattoo. that's a that's the fucking teardrop tattoo to end all Holy teardrop shit. tattoos, yeah. isn't it? It's fucking huge. It's a fat teardrop. But he's the one who becomes the kind of like he's the one who's in the jail with him. And kind of shows him what for and brands him with the M. But then as he kind of makes his way out and he becomes the guy and the guy who's high on, like hot on his tail the whole fucking time. Um, and then you have like the wraparound story stuff with the, um, what the fuck, um, the superintendents. Yes. Well, you got uh, that guy that looks which, like which, a Varys from uh, uh, Game of Thrones or whatever his name yeah. is. Yeah. Which, which kind of feels like um, Nora kind of. Um, like he's like, I have like a sixty minute film. I need fucking thirty minutes. Okay, can we get these two people to be sitting in a room arguing about what's going on throughout the story? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it definitely, it definitely feels like the only time that one of them actually shows up is at the end when, when you know, we have the body of Daniel Morgan sitting in, you know, on that cart, and he says, you know, behead him and give me his scrotum for my change purse. Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't forget to scrotum. Yeah, he's like one of the best to me. Like. uh he, that guy is just fucking terrifying. The the, the <laughs> guy. We're, we're, yeah, we're Frank, talking. We're, Frank we're talking about the. We're talking about the the fucking uh, bald, bald guy. guy. Yeah, what is yeah. that guy's yeah, name? Yeah, 
Uh, well, he's played. He was Superintendent Colburn, but his name was oh, Frank Turin. Frank Turin. Yeah, yeah that guy does a yeah. hell of a job as that character. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! Yeah, he is just he is ruthless. Um, and most of the times we see him, he's eating fucking food. Most of the time, he's, he's eating food. lunch or breakfast. He's, he's got his uh, fucking dogs with him. I, I think I forget yeah. what kind of dogs they are, but they're those ones with a big bulbous ass head. <laughs> And the only the only time we see the only interaction he has with Morgan is when he's dead, um, and he's pretty much just like behead him, like and you know show the people that you know this is what happens when you do when you go against the government. Yeah, he's the classic um, guy that doesn't do the fighting, just kind of pulls the strings and then yeah. celebrates yeah. the kill. You know, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. classic. Uh, just sitting behind his big fucking desk, feeding his fat face. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, so, and you also get some really great, like, kind of psych out scenes. You have that Grant Page scene with him on fire, which is kind of oh like, yeah. Uh, a lot of people knew a lot of people knew about that scene because they'd been in a couple of like, like it, it's in not quite Hollywood, but like sometimes they didn't reference the film originally. Um, and it's such a like a memorable scene because it's like he lit himself on fire and then threw himself off a off a twenty foot embankment into a river. Um, and then they reversed it in the film and kind of made it this kind of hallucinogenic scene with Morgan. Mm-hmm. Um, and like a lot of the scene, like a lot of the horseback riding scenes where people are getting shot off horses is, is Grant Page like getting just getting oh thr- that throwing that, himself uh, that point of view. Like I really appreciated like there's stuff that was you know directly lifted from spaghetti westerns at yeah. the time. So like that that sh- uh, point of view shot from you know. Uh, from Morgan's point of view, with the rifle in the in you know in the foreground, uh-huh. uh, sniping that dude who's trying to you know <laughs> go get help. That's directly, I think, uh, for a few dollars more or yeah, a fistful yeah. dollars, one Something or the like other. That. Mm-hmm. that was an amazing. Yeah. I was like, "There's no way he's gonna get." Oh shit, man! He shot that guy right in the fucking gut. That guy's gonna die. But at least he died in a yeah. beautiful meadow. God, that looked beautiful. I want to die there. I mean, everything in Australia looks beautiful and it's deadly and like. This movie, notwithstanding, like it's every time I see an Australian movie with Australia in it, it's portrayed as a place I never want to step foot in. I don't care how beautiful it looks. <laughs> yeah. That that place is fucking hell. Yeah, yeah. I would stick to the cities uh, if you're in Australia. My my cousin just moved out there with her husband. He's Australian. Uh, he well, came rest to in pe- rest in peace. <laughs> rest in peace. <laughs> he came to San Antonio to play tennis. Uh, and I, I know I said that kind of like I don't respect anyone that plays tennis. I think it's a good sport. Right. <laughs> I didn't mean to, for it to sound that way. This is, this is football country, baby. And But anyway, yeah. he played tennis, uh, and then uh, they met and fell in love, and now they're moved out to Australia, and they're doing their thing out there. So, um, you know, hopefully so he can li- watch li- out for her, you know? Literally the only place they can live where they're not going to be in danger of death is either right on the beach or not in Australia. Because if you go in the water or you go inland, you're going to die. And on that yeah. note, y'all, I got to take a piss. Give me two minutes. <laughs> I'll be right God back. Damn. Awesome. I just chugged Commercial break. Commercial break. I'll be right back. Let's see how many, let's see how much riffing we can do that he keeps in. Oh, on his no, it's not going to be. Don't worry. He's going to just like, uh, he's going to put some dumb fucking commercial for one of the many podcasts that are on his network that no one listens yeah. to besides his. Um, yeah, whatever. Podmoth. Yeah. Oh, hi. If you're looking for another spooky and funny podcast to add to your rotation, check out Anything Bones, now part of the Podmoth Network. Hey, Boneheads, I'm Sophie Schwartz. And I'm Caitlin Hart. 
And we are the hosts of Anything Bones, the podcast where we talk about bones and bone-related topics. So, what are bone-related topics? Thank you for asking, Caitlin. This can be anything from mausoleums to murderers, famous skeletons to cadaver dogs, bone churches, mummies, serial killers. You'll hear about them all. And sometimes we have guests stop by and tell us their favorite bony tales. Check out Anything Bones on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or wherever your little heart desires. We release new episodes every Saturday. Bone Voyage! Yeah, do that, Listen please. To the True Crime Mystery yes. Podcast. Someone with a lady bitching about true crimes or something. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Who listens to anything else? Really, come on. Mm-hmm. You think he'd have? You think he'd have other podcasters on that pod from that podcast group on his own podcast? But no, 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 no. No, he doesn't no. do that. He just he just drags us dumbasses over every time. Yeah, how is the he good kicked off Podmoth at this I point? Know. I don't. Well, I guess they do a pretty good job. They don't have uh, standards. So no, not at all. No. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I was just kind of in the mood. Like, and I guess this is going to be maybe his Christmas episode, which is fucking stupid. But, you know. What yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't I don't have a Christmas episode either, really. So, uh, it's fine. Yeah, I'm working on mine. So, you got a Christmas um, episode, Vaughn? Yeah, I'll have a Christmas episode. Yeah. <laughs> I have one every be? year. Um, What am I doing? Um, I don't know. I'm, pick, I'm there doing will be two blood. horror movies. Uh, no, 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 no. There will be blood. <laughs> I still can't believe that. Jerk. I think that's like the second episode of my podcast. I, I was only because yeah, my probably. sister asked for it. Oh, yeah, I didn't really want to cover it. You. Yeah. No, I think I'm doing like um, what the hell is that called? Uh, shit, I can't think of them now. Um, like I've done a bunch of Christmas horror movies, so it's not like hard to do. Like I'm doing. There's like a there's one on Shutter called Celtine, which is uh, stars <laughs> Vincent Cassell. Which looks pretty oh. fucked up. Um, I heard that one. And I'm thinking of another one that's also on Shutter called It Cuts Deep, which looks pretty uh, ridiculous. Um, but oh, I have nice. to watch them and do the show. All right, yeah, man. I do. Yeah, Christmas is uh, Christmas is the festive time to do horror movies. Why not? It is a festive time. Mm. Yeah, I yeah, I didn't expect watch. to do It's a Wonderful Life. I was just going to do one Christmas movie this month, and then Tim messaged me drunk as fuck, like at one in the morning. Mm. <laughs> that explains that explains things. And he was like, yeah. "Hey, you want to talk about It's a Wonderful Life?" I was like. Yeah, fuck it. Let me fire up my computer and we'll talk. It's a wonderful life. Oh, so he just so he talked for three hours. You just listened. Is basically what happened. Because right? <laughs> no, I haven't listened to the episode yet. It was a good yet, back so and forth. It was, it was actually not bad because we weren't like it was very conversational. Yeah, kind of like this episode uh-huh. so far. So yeah, no, it was good. Right. We all got a little piece in there. But yeah, you know, I think I think we could work out another what thirty minutes in this, maybe less. I don't know. We'll see. Sure. <laughs> We sure. should just keep all this in, including the stuff we talked about while you went to do a piss break, honestly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what y'all That's what I would do. Were y'all just talking shit yeah, about may... me while I was taking a piss. You may not have a you may not have a podcast you may not have a podcast group anymore after this, but you may... <laughs> uh all right. Okay. So, so where the fuck are we with this movie, guys? <laughs> we're kinda we're... we're kinda bouncing back and forth, but yeah, we're kinda Yeah, well the the thing the problem with this film is it's that erratic. It's, it is. It's just like the conversation we're having. It's like a nightmare um, dream. And I, and I seriously think it was because of the fact that you have to deal with Dennis Hopper. Yeah. Um, like, I, like I said, like I said, like, he he came into the country and, like, pretty much, like, you know, he, he got drunk, went to 
Morgan's grave, poured a whole bottle of rum on the grave, like as a kind of a oh, know, an honor. Read that, yeah. Drank, and drank so much to the point where they said that his legal limit should have been dead. Oof. That is yeah. legendary. <laughs> and he did, he did so much havoc that, like he said, that they, they deported him by the end of the shoot. Like he's here to like, do the film and get him the fuck out of here. We're not. Yeah, and that's it. And like, like how do you do that? You're in you're in the country for maybe like twenty something days, and you cause that much havoc that the country's like, yeah, you gotta go. Like I had no idea he had that I, reputation. I love to do that. Fuck. I, well, he did at the time. Like especially with like um, the last film, he. You know, he had worked on that film, and it was like it was a passion project for him. And he, like, he kept fighting with the studios, and he kept recutting it, and kept working on it, and kept working on it. And he finally showed it to the studios. Studios hated it, recut it on him, and fucked it all up. And then, like, he kind of became, you know, like, unhirable. Yeah, yeah. And there are a couple of films, and like, he didn't get to direct another film until like the early '80s with a uh, Out of the Blue or Into the Blue, mm, which is yeah, finally making which is finally making its rounds. Now it got remastered and it's going to come out, I think, through Severin probably next year. Um, nice. But like, really, he, really, really good. Got um, yeah, a, that's a really cool film. Gets what? What's her name from The Wanderers in it? Uh, yeah, I yeah. can't. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, but yeah, and uh, Wanderers and uh, Bad News Bears. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I will say I do like I do like some of the shootouts. Like they don't really show, and that's kind of what bummed me out. As I went, went as I went back to learn about Daniel Morgan, I learned that he was mm-hmm. basically uh, super skillful in bo- in both like horse riding, hunting, tracking. Like this guy was like yep. all of that shit. They don't really show mm-hmm. a lot of his horse stuff, other than the fact that the movie always tells you he lost these guys or he found a way to get right. around to this area, but you never actually see yeah. him do a lot of that because he was probably too drunk and he would have fell off his fucking horse. Right. Yeah. And the movie like, comes like off the, very, uh, episodic. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that kind of bummed but me the, out. I would the like character, to see that. The, 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 the history of Morgan was that, yeah, he was, he was on the run for years mm-hmm. and he was just able to kind of invade capture because of one, the, the people who live in the bush kind of took him in as a hero and kind of hit him. Like there's that whole scene where he is hiding out in the guy's in the guy's house, and his daughter comes up and sits next to him at the table, kind of you know, and presents her tits to him. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> dude, I love that part. And he is so kind of like he is so kind of like it's only boobs in the movie too. And he's so emotional in that scene. He is. He wants to be respectful to her, mm-hmm. but she knows who he is, and she goes, "You're you're Daniel Morgan. Like I know who you are." And that's why she kind of like presents herself to like. You know, you can have whatever you want. And I think at this point, um, the movie tries to tell us that he's getting tired. Like, he's getting burnt out because he even tells her, he's like, I'm nothing but a tired stranger, you know? And yeah. she's like, no, I know who you are. And she mentions his name yeah. and everything. And he's just more mm-hmm. like, well, thanks for knowing who I am, but I'm not going to I'm not gonna yeah. do anything his day, with you. His days are, it seems like his days are numbered. Yeah, he, like it, yeah it feels like he wants to, like he knows and he, he kind of wants to end it. So, like, he forces it by... There's just all this talk about how if he crosses the river into Victoria or whatever the fuck yeah, is, right? Where, mm-hmm, because yeah. uh, the big reason that he's been able to evade the law for so long is because he's just been running around in the fucking wild, in New like South he's, Wells and outside in the fucking yeah, like like I, like people have 
sometimes you know sometimes people have no concept of how big Australia it's is, crazy. and especially at this point where so little of it was civilized, like it was mm-hmm. just all around the coast basically, and then the yep. rest of it was just a fucking wasteland that mm-hmm. nobody, no white man had been on, you know. So if he's if he's running around there with the Aborigines and they respect him and they're hiding him and shit. Mm-hmm. You're never going to catch him. So he actually makes himself available to be caught by crossing the river into Victoria, and uh, it becomes it, it becomes a a challenge for him. Like guys, yeah. like I've had to drive out of San Antonio, which is kind of cons- I consider it South Texas, but they don't consider it that anymore. They consider it like South, I don't know South Central Texas or something. But I've had <laughs> to drive out of West Texas before, and I'm not kidding. It felt like I was in a Twilight Zone episode, and because of the things I've done in my life, I was never going to leave yeah. Texas and be stuck in the fucking te- West Texas for the rest of my life, and then eventually I fucking get out of it. Australia is 11 times bigger than Texas. Yeah. Uh-huh. Holy shit. That fucking blows only, my mind. And only like, what, 40, 30, 35% of the country is inha- like inhabitable? Yeah, the other places, mm-hmm. you're just fucked. <laughs> you're just going to yeah, because it's so it's so overly hot or so overly you know just the wildlife or the fucking growth. Yeah, it's just something. Something is gonna oh kill you. God. Fucking yeah. I dude, we so gotta go. Like, we should have the bin meet up there. We should have the grind bin yeah. mustachio podcastio meet up there. Half the fucking half these drunk mutants would die within <laughs> the first two days. They, they would step out of the fucking hotel and they'd be dead. Burst, like, it would just... burst into flames. <laughs> Why does my leg hurt? Fuck, a fucking snake bit me. <laughs> just fucking die really quick. Like a, like a cricket would fall on somebody and just, <laughs> and just kill half the fucking Bob, community. Fucking Bobby Triffitt would like try to go surfing or some shit and get eaten by a great white shark. <laughs> oh, oh, God, dude. God. So oh. I and I do got to say a lot of snake killing in this movie. We kill a lot of snakes. Yeah. I was going to bring that up. It's like, so... Did they actually kill snakes on screen? If well, they did? especially the one, the first one that, did, that if if it wasn't real, it's good. The first one when like when Gilpin's character gets introduced, Billy gets introduced, and he's you know he's kind of bringing um, you have the beat up shot, nearly dead um, Daniel Morgan like just laying out there, and he kind of grabs that snake and pretty much just, you know spins it around and smashes its head. It's incredible! And you're like, oh, if that wasn't a real snake, then I don't know. What it was. looked fucking it, real to me, but yeah, yeah, every every snake death on like, and they kill snakes like three or four times in they this do. movie, and mm-hmm. every time it looks fucking real, yeah. and I'm just like, okay, but no one's gonna freak out. It's not it's not a big turtle or like yeah. a fucking yeah, a, a mongoose attached to a string being attacked by a by a wolverine. You know what I mean? Like some other fucking Italian mm-hmm. horror films. Um, so it's like, eh, it's a pass. It's a snake. No one likes snakes. The fuck. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and and they cook that snake. I think uh, Billy cooks it yep. up for him because he's you know trying to get him healed up and mm-hmm. yeah. And they and I think their team up honestly is where the movie really gets going. Um, yeah, they kinda, it's uh, super super homoerotic. At this a little point. bit, yeah. <laughs> they're they're very very close. Um, and yeah, I, I like yeah. that about it because I think I don't know. I like the idea that Daniel Morgan's this guy that's just like. Let's get let's let's really get to know each other, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, he's already had that incident in his life before, yeah, so he kind of already knows. He's like, that. you know what? Uh, any warmth helps. It doesn't matter who it is. Yeah, yeah he's right? he's really he's really looking to connect to somebody. Yeah, because he's yeah. he's so fucking lonely. Like it's mm-hmm. yeah, and he's it's it's he's devastatingly lonely. So it's like when he finds a friend in Billy who you know saves his life and shit, and Billy's like amic- amicable to. 
hey, yeah, let's rob people. Let's rob yeah, a bunch of white people. That that sounds really good. Completely cool with that. Yeah, because he's yeah. kind of in, but he's got one foot in each thing. He's, he's got one foot in the Aborigine way of living. He's got another foot in like, well, like, oh, my dad was white, or at least that's what he says. You know that his dad was yeah. white. He's mm-hmm. like, well, let's do this. Like, you know, I've been treated by, I've been, tre- I'm gonna be treated like shit from from the native people and I'm going to be treated like shit from the white people. So let's fuck it. Let's just be outlaws and let's do our thing. So it does make sense why he would join him and show him. He kind of technically brings him back to life. He brings Morgan back to life. He shows him, he heals him up. He, um, there's that one part where I think, I think Morgan tries to throw a boomerang and he goes, Oh shit. <laughs> Cause he's not, he's not really fully healed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and the, the, also the, when there's, sh- Throwing the spear too, where he can't pull it out of the tree because his arm's still yep. too weak. Yeah, uh-huh. um, I really appreciated that they uh, again, where this movie's racially really good. They didn't go into like some sort of like hackneyed mystical Aboriginal. No, bullshit. it's all just practical right, shit yeah. that he does to him. Like, you know, he does practical shit. He puts like some mud and some leaves on his wound, and he doesn't mm-hmm. do any kind of prayer, or dance around him, or some shit like that. You well, know? there is some scenes where he does. Dance he does around do him, traditional dances, yeah, but yeah. it's not to heal um, Morgan. No. It's just part of his tradition, you know. Of, of what they don't. Yeah. Uh, they don't go. Like hardcore into Aborigine mythology yeah. or anything like, like that. Like they do that in Quigley. And like, they do that in Quigley, where yeah. right. you know they mm-hmm. start singing around. But uh, but I mean, if if you if you think about it, in a way they still kind of do it, but they don't do it in a in an overt way. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it's where you know Dennis Hopper's character Morgan here. He's he's having like visions and stuff all the time. Like he kind of goes on the Aborigine dream quest, Kinda, but it's yeah. never, it's never really spelled out that that's what he's doing. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Yeah, I know. I think, I think they do a good job of that. And he's also doing some things of his own, like kind of sort of like, seems like a Catholic faith, you know, or he, when he's dying, mm-hmm. you know, he's speaking to God and this and mm-hmm. that, you know, so he's doing his own thing. So they do kind of connect the idea that, you know, uh, spirituality is spirituality, no matter you know, depending right. on what you're believing in. Uh, and there's there's two sides of that, so I think it's and, interesting. And even if you don't know the story of Daniel Morgan, because you know we're all fucking Anglo-Saxons, Americans, and Canadians, um, you know that this isn't going to end well for him, regardless. Like, it's, oh, yeah, it's yeah, a film yeah. that's kind of destined for him to die at the end of it, um, which mm-hmm. is always always for me things that I love about films when you know that the, your main character is going to die regardless of what happens. You know, it's always a, it's always a fun thing when you get a bummer ending at the very end of it. Right. Um, <laughs> you say it's always a fun I, I, thing when you get a bummer. Ending. I love, I love those kind of films. <laughs> I, I'm a big fan of like when you know the guy you've been rooting for the whole time is going to kick it at the last 10 minutes. So and it's, it's like, a wonderful life would have uh, ended at the bridge. For you, when George well, jumps yeah. in, well, he just it, never yeah. gets out. Never gets out. <laughs> would have been a way better film. <laughs> yeah, just you see his frozen Fuck body. I love that in the movie. It's this whole this whole idea that this film's a classic. You Fuck pessimistic cunts. It's like the, the it's like one of the films I did on, on my show last called uh, "I'm Gonna Get You, Elliot Boy." Um, it's a Canadian it's a Canadian uh, prison film, mm-hmm. um, and at the very start of the film, in that you find they do a prison uh, a bank robbery. And then the cops kind of kill off the rest of the people that were in the bank robbery. And poor Elliot's the one left. Oh. He gets put in jail. And he tells a couple of the people that he knows where the money is. But we find out very early in the film that the money was still in the car with them. And it just floated off into the water. Yeah. Know, onto, <laughs> onto the river. Um, so it's like, oh, that's an ultimate sad thing. You know that this kid is never going to 
really get through this, you know, the way he wants to. There's never going to be a positive to his ending. And how it how it ends is not the most positive. He ends up going on somewhat of a killing spree um, at the end of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, Holy shit! What am I checking so it's that like, one out? I'm like, yeah, it's it's great. Um, but yeah, if you actually listen to Vaughn's show once in a while, Daniel, you might have known. I about know, this movie. I know. I try yeah. to, but yeah, yeah, he yeah. makes me sad inside usually. Um, <laughs> he make, voice, Vaughn makes us all sad inside, but you know we keep coming back. Vaughn is the emo yeah, yeah, music right. of podcasting. It's just it just gets me. It's like he's like the get up kids. Jesus. <laughs> Thanks. Wow. Well, you know I love you. So damn. speaking of sad endings, how about the ending of to, right. to the sergeant where he uh, he gets sh- well his men are the sergeant that guy with the teardrop tattoo yeah he's with his mm-hmm. men and he's telling him to start a fire they're like kind of apprehensive because they're like morgan's gonna be able to see it he's gonna kill us he's like start the fucking fire stop being a bunch yeah, of wussies yeah. and then fucking mm-hmm. morgan's right there with him and billy and then he comes right. up and shoots the sergeant right in the fucking chest he falls back into yep. his own fire mm-hmm. and then he just mm-hmm. runs into the lake and dies like he just runs into like a little yeah. pond and just dies i'm like yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. the only the other thing that would have made that better is if like a crocodile popped up and like chomped on him, you know? Like, yeah, pretty much. That that's some real exploitation yeah. shit right there. Fucking. I was, I was expecting it to happen. I was watching. It, I was like, oh, there's gonna be a crocodile in there, right? Because that that's that's, that's an Australian true. There's thing. not one crocodile in this son of a bitch. No. Could, yeah, yeah. Worked one in, but. But I mean, fuck that teardrop guy. Like he deserved. Yeah, he that was a shit. fucking like, asshole. He, he is a sadistic <laughs> piece of shit, and I yeah. I kind of love like how everybody who like comes for. Morgan, like it, it, Morgan's end comes out of him actually going to the people who are after him. But anyone who actually is actively coming for him, he gets to fucking drop on he them does. every fucking time. He is like a yeah. ghost ninja person. Like, like isn't that um, that bounty hunter he shoots in the hand a couple times? Isn't that Toe Cutter from Mad Max? I think that uh, is. I think it is. I think yeah. it is. I thought. I thought it was. Uh, yeah, dude. I, I think I it's a have... lot of the a lot of the guys who play in this film are all well known. They've been in a character bunch. actors. Like, like you Australian got the uh, you got the gyrocopter guy from Mad Max. Yep, he pops up in there. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He he does a pretty damn good job of taking care of anybody looking for. And plus, what helps him, he has eyes and ears all around. You know, people that are there's that one rancher, that one uh, you know villager guy that kind of narks on him and. Yeah, and he comes back and punches the fuck out of him <laughs> it's after so that. so good. He does, like, a fucking yeah. three-punch combo and shit. <laughs> He's like, oh, it's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful it's so day, good. you know. It's a, then he just, I, I did I did rat on you, Morgan. And then he just, he just doesn't even say anything. It's, just it's the most. Flat out fucks him up. It's the most drunken punches. But they laugh. I mean, it look, it honestly looks like he may have hit that guy for real because he was probably fucked he up. He might have. Yeah, dude, it's amazing. And then he puts a bunch of, like, intestines on him because the guy was uh, in the middle of dressing up a carcass of someone. I don't know what it what it right. was, but it was hanging up. And, yeah. and he grabs the intestines from the bucket and throws them on the guy's stomach, and the guy's dog starts eating it when he wakes up, when mm-hmm. he comes to it. He's like, oh, fuck! <laughs> he thought yeah, these yeah. fucking intestines were out. I was like, oh, that's a good bit. Because this movie is kind of... There's a little, there's some comedic parts in here. It's all very dark humor, but it, it's kind of Yeah, funny it's part. very funny, like, but... It's very underneath, like, there's this whole kind of sense of fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's this, there's a very um, absurdist kind of yeah. slant to the humor in this. It's very, it's just like, isn't isn't real life funny? Like, the, the you know, the, the weird right. fucking things that happen. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? Like, I, like I, I think about 
the fucking uh, he's like some sort of magistrate or some fucking thing. He's he's the guy who uh, I think he's the guy who is into bird watching or whatever the fuck, yes, like the, the okay. judge. And Holy he's God, getting yeah. his photo taken, and he's doing it in a suit of fucking armor. Imagine, <laughs> imagine standing in front of an old style fucking photography camera, which you got to stand in front of for like upwards of how many fucking minutes? Maybe an hour or some shit some that, to get yeah. the, get the picture. And he's standing in Australia in the fucking heat in a suit of fucking armor to get his fucking yeah. picture taken. What yeah. a fucking in fucking dumbass. black armor, dude. It was like not yeah. even silver. It was like that shit's not refracting shit. That's just like soaking in all the fucking heat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck that, dude. I would be in a shit mood the rest of the day. Not worth it. Mm-hmm. But yes, yeah. the the shit that you see in this movie and the way that it, it flows, and also every scene is so fast. I, while I was taking right. notes. By the time I was done writing a sentence, it was the next scene. And I was like, oh, shit, like, fuck. And I would have to pause it because it was like every scene is like, I don't know if it's because they probably got a lot of footage and they had to really cut it up and make it work. But, man, every scene is so quick. It's hard to breathe. Like I said said online, like I said on Twitter, when we were originally going to do this like an hour before we actually did it. uh, (laughs) Do you have to say that? that You have to mention it? Oh, sorry. But that Lee (laughs) had to really like digest this film because he was just watching it. I don't know if it's if it was his first time watching it, but it's a film yeah, that you, it was. it's a film that you have to sit and actually think about and like let the the whole thing kind of wash over you, yeah, and then maybe watch and watch again maybe a couple of days later and kind of like then you start to kind of pick up on things because you actually can the, the it's kind of frantic and yeah, a, in it feels fever dreamy right. if you if you the yeah. first watch feels very fever dream. I mean, I, I, I am going to watch this like again Me countless too. times. I, I feel because like, I I really fucking enjoyed it. And it yeah. it does like it just moves at such a fucking pace. Like th- this is a movie. This is one of the few movies I can like think of where there is no lull in in the fucking pacing. Like it it no. just goes beat by beat by fucking beat. Everything fucking works and mm-hmm. like just you know kudos to fucking Mora and whoever was editing this shit and uh, fucking just putting this together because. It all fucking works. Like it just flows so fucking well, yep. and I am just just knowing the state that Dennis Hopper was in, even though he is you know a fucking professional and all that shit, he was still uh-huh. like blitzed out of his fucking mind on rum and whatever other substances he was indulging yep. in, and yet they put this together, and it wasn't like a Klaus Kinski fucking mess. It was like a beautiful, like harmonious, like thing that came together yeah, and actually it kind of reminds worked. me of somebody that you know you go into their house and in your mind you think this person's kind of slobbish you know kind of pit, you know like yeah. everything's everywhere but to that person it's incredibly organized but then once you get to know that person you realize oh they are organized it's just and at first glance, it doesn't feel that way. And this movie's kind of like mm. that. At first glance, you feel like this is, and honestly, a lot of critics said it at the time, that this was kind of a, a rhythmic mess. But as right. you yeah. kind of, I, I feel like the more watches you get, you realize, oh, this is actually really pieced together very eloquently and very thoughtfully for the viewer. Right. And it's a really cool experience. It's a very much, I would love to have seen that. I would love to see um, this kind of, this type of film done for like William Wallace, 
Like I mm. like I like the the Braveheart movie's not bad, but I would like to see it where it's just him fucking shit up. Like every like all right, the cool yeah, shit, yeah. you know, because I feel like they had to skip so much stuff that William Wallace did because they're trying to keep a through line and try to make it this epic film. It's like Well yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. I mean if you if you take that story and you actually <clears throat> make it closer to reality because, you know, Braveheart is so off out of bounds, like not what not what fucking happened. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas this this film is like it's reading the history, it, it, it's very it, close. It jams a lot of stuff in there. Like I said, like it's a fifteen year period, yeah. Um, which is like you know from like him seventeen to thirty four. So it's like we have, and it's like a a hundred and five. Like the director's cut is hundred five. The normal cut is like ninety ninety minutes. So it's like, and yeah. I think even the Tromo cut is a little shorter because they kind of they just fucked with it. Um, there is a version of this coming out through a company called Indicator, which is based in the UK, but they started releasing things here in the States. Um, and they're going to put out a Blu-ray of it in March of next year with Mm. both, with the UK cut. So the 90 minute cut, the theatrical, original theatrical cut, and then Nora's 104 minute, uh, director's cut. Um, like, and it's been out through, um, there's an Australian label called Umbrella, they put it out on Blu-ray a couple of years ago on the proper aspect. The other thing with like the trauma r- release that they've put out, they've had on DVD for years, is that it's this weird kind of fucked up, like. Oh yeah, know. there there was a version that was, it was there was a pan and scan that was going around for yeah, quite well, a it's, while. It's on it's, it's kind of it's not it's like as if they shrunk down the aspect ratio, and it's like, and I've watched this, and I watched it for this. It looks like a small box with like you're looking through like a like a fucking um a postage stamp size box watching yeah. this film on a on a you know a normal fucking 40 inch TV. Um it's like what the f- why is this so fucking weird? And is it yeah. because Troma's just a fucking, you know, they don't really know how to release their their films properly and they're just yeah. they don't give a shit. Um <laughs> that is true. Yeah, it's part of their brand, I mean, right? I, I, yeah. I'd like me some Lloyd Kaufman, but I mean, dude, what are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and this movie is too doing, important for that. Putting films out for you've been putting out films for like forty years. You should know better than this. But eh, who gives a fuck? Yeah, um, yeah. So it's definitely nice to see a, a company coming out there and actually doing a remaster and putting it out in the proper the the film in the proper aspect ratio with all a bunch of shitload of fe- special features. Yeah, um, the version like, I saw. In... Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I was, I was, like I was with the say... last. One of the last interviews with um, Dennis Hopper, um, mm. right before he got into, right before he had cancer and died. Um, yeah, so yeah. it's like an interesting, and and that's one of the things that I took from that I watched from this, that kind of gave me a lot of the information that I know because him and and Hopper was very shy about this because it's Hopper later in the life when he's kind of like when he's a bit of sober. a Republican and doesn't when want to talk about yeah, being a drug addict. When he's very, you know, when he's very sober and he's kind of come to terms with that. And yeah. you have this director who has kind of continued this maverick idea. <laughs> like he, Philip mm-hmm. Noir has always been this kind of director who continues to make weird films and make films for like no money. And like he just any t- chance he's able to get behind a camera, he takes it. And like it's like okay, so you have this maverick weird director talking about to his most well known actor, except for like Beverly D'Angelo. Oh. But like you know, yeah, he. And you know Hopper at the time was sober to sober like a judge, and he had kind of redeemed himself, and he was now this kind of bell of the ball, especially at the time period. 
right before he died. And he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I did that, didn't I? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, you did. Like, and he's like, huh. And he just sits there and laughing as Nora's telling these stories. He's like, yeah, that happened. Huh. Crazy. <laughs> and it's like. I mean, I could, I could legit see him not remembering. No, dude. I, I think it was. Yeah. um, Oh, fuck. I can't remember his name right now. Is it Scott? Some Scott. The singer for um, Stone Temple Pilots. Scott Stepp. No, not Scott Stepp. Stepp. No, no isn't uh, the guy from Creed? <laughs> Scott Wyland. Uh, Scott Wyland. Scott Wyland. Yeah, I don't know. They're all sound the same. Uh, Scott Wyland. Um, Scott Stepp is a Creed. I remember. I don't know Scott Stepp. I don't know. Is this something? I don't know. But Scott Wyland. He, you know, had a very heavy heroin addiction during the Stone Temple Pilot mm-hmm. years, and there's a there's an yep. album that he doesn't even remember recording. <laughs> and it blows my yeah. mind. I was just listening to their, um, I think it's their first or second album. I could be, I'm sorry for uh-huh. those of y'all that are big Stone Temple Pilots fans, but it's called Core. <laughs> and I have it on cassette. I have a, a really good cassette, Yamaha cassette deck that sounds great on my JBL speakers. It's fantastic. <laughs> okay. You would never think a cassette could sound so fucking good. And I put that shit in. I mean, right. it's way, way better than fucking H-Track. So, that's true. Very true. <laughs> yeah, Charlie, it's better than A track, you dumb fuck. Yeah, Charlie, you stupid fuck. <laughs> he's, he's definitely listening. He's going to fucking message me now. So one of the things I think you probably blow both of your minds is that the Australian um, was it, Cinema Television Act Awards of 1976 nominated Philip Nora and, um, for director and oh. Bill Hunter for Best Supporting Actor. No shit. Um, they, didn't get, they didn't win, but they were, That's they awesome. were nominated, they were nominated in 76. Um, yeah. So it's like, what the fuck? Okay, so the you know the Australians are just like, yeah, let's do it. Fuck it, let's nominate this fucking. Well, because I feel man. like you know, I think as an, an as a artist or as a film, you know, mm-hmm. somebody that yeah. respects film, you can look at this movie and mm-hmm. understand that there's a lot going on with very little budget, very little time, mm-hmm. you know, a fucking drunken lead that has so much talent that you're just trying to capture mm-hmm. lightning in a bottle with him and trying to get it going so that way you can get to the end of the fucking goal line. And right. they managed to pull it off, and that's what's special yeah. about this fucking movie is definitely you can. Mm-hmm. As I was watching this, guys, I could feel the intensity of like we just got to kind of get this going, and we just got to capture the good shit, and we got to get through this. <laughs> Hopefully, we get the best stuff we can get from you know from our lead, yeah, from Dennis mm-hmm. Hopper, and let's just get to this because the other actors feel very dependable. Like the the guy that looks like Varys, the bald white guy, and everyone seems like yeah. we're coming in, we're going to do our parts, but you're just trying to wrangle up this this star. You're trying to wrangle up Dennis Hopper and just get the best that you can get from him. And I think they did a good job of getting as good as they could, considering he was fucking shit. Like that that part with the yeah. horse, like we brought up. I thought he was going to hit that horse with the with the axe. Mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. But it, it threatens but him it, at least, yeah. Yeah, but it, it it feels like everybody else is like a good enough yeah, actor that they can Im- improv off of uh, yeah, Hopper. Yeah. And Hopper, at the very least, like as as crazy as his performance is, um, he reins himself in. He, he seems to rein himself in enough where he's not like actively fucking with anybody. So like it, he, you know, he's he's kind of giving this this improv performance, but he's. Right. He's not, you know, he's not. Again, he's not Klaus Kinski. No, and it like he, he's not. Yeah, being you can an tell asshole. that he's that he's a professional. Yeah. yeah, even though he comes completely erect, you know. Because when he, what I mean by that is that <laughs> like he he comes he comes co- erect. It's like classic. Well, did you, you just like, mean erect? Like classic or, Jersey uh, term. You come erect. 
<laughs> but he he comes yeah you know, he comes in in the mindset of completely fucked, but he's able to kind of do what he needs to do. No, you're right. Um, I often come kind of, <laughs> I mean, you, you gotta. But you're right though because I think well the intensity that he's bringing I think came in handy when it came to some of the you know character actors or some of the actors that were just kind of there to fill up you know like when he goes to to find mm -hmm. Evan Evans to go kill his ass he runs into his family he runs into his brother and he runs into the brother's family and he burns up his hay and shit and the the family legitimately looks terrified of him because they probably have no <laughs> fucking idea what he's doing and they're right. like yeah. it wouldn't make me scared if a guy was so into his character was drunk even like the women are like the women are like did you see how he looked yeah he undressed me and yeah. I was like, <laughs> Yeah, it's like that is one of my that's my one of my favorite scenes and my other favorite. I don't know. I, I kind of want to ask you what your favorite scenes are, but my my one of my favorite scenes is when he goes and he goes into that 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 guy that looks like Vincent Price. I think it's MacPherson, Mister MacPherson, or something. Uh, mm -hmm. He goes into his house. That whole sequence of him being there and being completely shit faced, and he makes the girl play piano like George Bailey. And uh, he starts crying, and he's just so mm -hmm. fucked up the whole time. I know he's probably actually fucked up, but I at that there's this one little part, and I, let me know if y'all remember this, where he pours himself a long, like a double shot, almost a triple shot, and he goes to the McPherson family, and, and, the, and, and this, <laughs> the, the, the fucking camera goes to the family at the dinner table, and they just look exhausted and tired, and they're just like, we're so <laughs> done with this guy. I could, I laughed yeah. out loud. I, I don't know if that was supposed to be funny, but it made me crack the fuck up that they're like, this fucking guy's in our house. We can't do anything about it because he, he can kill us. We know he has a reputation. He's a fucking legend. We have to deal with it. And I, I it just... I love that part. The movie just wraps mm -hmm. it up perfectly. Yeah, so good. So, what about you? What, what are you? What is? What is? What would you say was your favorite scenes of this movie? I'm curious. Um, I'm thinking the freak out, the whole Grant Page like on fire, and they do it the reverse oh, yeah, with him. Oh yeah, is really fucking cool. Is is really great, especially the 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 scenes in that where it's just close ups of Hopper's face. Intense, and you know, yeah, and he's completely—he's having a meltdown while they're doing this, and it's just—it reacts very well with it, like he's having like a fucking drug freak out, mm -hmm. and it's like we're just gonna—we're gonna keep on his face, and we're just gonna do this whole scene, and we're gonna have, and it's clearly like Hopper, um, you know, it's another—it's—it's it's Grand Page on fire and chasing, running up to Hopper before he jumps backwards into this pond. And it's clearly like we're just going to do this. We can only do this once. Like we can't do this more than once because mm. you know you can't you can't light yeah. fucking Grant Page on fire more than once. Um, <laughs> is that? On, I want to put that on my tube so you can't light Daniel Seguin on fire more than once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I think that's such a really powerful scene. It's just like if if you had them like on repeat on us on, on TV screens and you're walking through something, it's like, okay, this is fucking crazy. All right. It's let's just crazy. Out. Surreal. Yeah. yeah. How about you? Mm -hmm. How about yeah. you, uh, Lee? Um, I like a lot of the stuff where like, he's kind of, he's kind of feeling his new persona as like a, as a fucking highwayman yeah. or a, uh, Bush Ranger as I guess they're called is sort of the term for it in Australia where he's, He's practicing with his guns. He's practicing sticking up people. 
where where he's looking right in the fucking camera and doing it, you know? Like, there's, there's oh, a couple scenes where characters scene, yeah. look right right in the fucking camera, right? Like, they break that cardinal rule of, like, you're never supposed to look at the fucking camera. Right. But there, there's a couple scenes of that. But he's he's doing, like, the... He'll he'll take his... Pulls pistols out and put them right at you. And it kind of reminds me of that sort of classic uh, silent movie. Uh, the, I think, what, the train robbery oh, or yeah, the train yeah, robbers yeah, totally. or whatever the fuck, where... Where and, and that was like that classic uh, silent movie thing where it's like people seeing that for the first time were freaked out that a character was like on screen pointing guns at them in the theater kind of yeah. thing. And, and kind of like it affected them like kind of before 3D. Um, it's just like, oh, they're looking at me like, oh, shit. It was just, you know, like literally yeah. people who had never seen films yeah, before. They go in to see a film for the first time and they see a cowboy. Uh, a fucking criminal cowboy and a, a train robber sticking mm-hmm. pistols right at them. Right. And nice. yeah. Yeah. And the, how, like just imagining how people would react to that back yeah. in the day when they didn't understand movies as a medium kind of thing. I do right. love that fourth wall um, breaking. Like, I, Bayless is mm-hmm. the, the guy that hunts him. He has like, uh, he's, I love him. He's very like, very fancy. And he's got like, he always dresses really. He's like, a, <laughs> he's got like a top hat mm-hmm. made of straw and shit. <laughs> and there's a part where he says uh, they find out that they're very close to him, and he's like, "He's so close, I can almost smell him." And he looks directly mm. into the fucking camera, and I'm like, "Not nice. right." And 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 the thing is, is like Bayless is always right too. He oh, knows exactly good. where Morgan's going, and everybody mm-hmm. else is like, "No, we think we're going." He's going this way, and he's like, "I disagree." And the and his superiors are like, "No, you go this way." And then all of a sudden, you know, more people end up yep. dead. It's a wild goose chase, dude. <laughs> So let's break into this, the final scene. You know, we get, we we wake up in the morning. <clears throat> Morgan's been in the McPherson's house for the entire night. He got McPherson super fucking drunk, so he's drunk on the table. Yeah. And he wakes up, and he has the exact face. And I don't think he actually fell asleep. I think he's le- legitimately been pretty much awake this entire time, completely wasted, tired. I, I question, is McPherson fully fucking drunk? I feel like he is kind of putting it on a little bit. For a little bit there, yeah, Morgan. he might be. Especially when they're talking about Queen Victoria and Morgan's like, talks mm. shit about her. And McPherson, he's like, do you agree? And McPherson kind of agrees. And he's like, I have a feeling you're just saying that because you're you're afraid you're yeah. going to die. And he's like, I actually am. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. And then he's like, well, it's okay. We're friends, and friends can have disagreements. <laughs> he's like, here, take this shot with me. <laughs> it's like having a drink with your, like, crazy uncle or something. It's just so right. intense. But you can definitely tell, like, the rest of that family is completely just like, can we just Oh, they are, like, yeah. I want to go to fucking bed. Like, they're so fucking tired. Yeah, it's like, he kept oh them up for a while. And that's the thing. It's like yeah. the, you have to kind of feel time in this movie, like I said earlier. Uh-huh. Like, but you you do get the feeling like, oh, it must be like two in the morning and this family's ready to fucking go to bed and get the fuck out of there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's morning yeah. time. We got to, you know, initially we have um, some of the workers there at the home because this is basically like a quote unquote plantation. They have, it yeah, is. they have, they have workers mm-hmm. there. They have maids, they have, you know, um, and, yeah. and, and one of the maids tells one of the guys like, hey, go get this person. But the guy's like deaf or some shit i don't know what a waste of this guy's like what what'd you say (laughs) she's like you're fucking useless i'll just go to him myself and she goes to talk to this guy and she tells him get all the guns get men over here that you know morgan's here he's holding up the family Mm -hmm. this is our chance to catch him 
And so they call yep. the cops, they call the officers, and the next morning we have a whole bunch of people. And there's like a really good line from, uh, I'm not sure, I think it's Monologue Man, but he says, bloody armed mm-hmm. civilians, shepherds with guns, <laughs> yeah. there will be bloody carnage. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah. Does a, he does another fucking monologue directly in the camera when he's like giving these guys orders like, you do not go in. We wait yeah. till he comes out, kind of thing, because we want to take don't him alive. Don't rush the house. Kind of yeah, shit. he's like, don't rush yeah. the house. We want him alive. But these guys can't stop thinking about. I don't know if it's the fact they hate him or the fact that he went from like a two hundred dollar pound uh, bounty to a fucking thousand dollar pound bounty or something like that. Like he has become uh, notorious, and it's uh, you. You guys did. Uh, you did the Wild Bunch with oh yeah uh, with, with Faustus uh, yeah you know Faustus back in the day it, it's very much the same thing with the bounty hunters and the Wild Bunch everybody wants to take a piece of Morgan like they're they're just itching to get a piece of him and if it's one thing with the Mustachio podcast yo we're gonna cover a lot of movies like this because you know what there's a lot of fucking mm-hmm. mustaches everywhere in this scene. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you got your toothbrushes. You got your fucking. You got a couple of fuck. Wait, wait, no, you don't have any Hitler mustaches. There's some, there's, <laughs> there, there, there are some fake mustaches. Was, fake as fuck. I was going to tell you, Lee. I was going to tell y'all there are a lot of fake mustaches in this movie, but there are real. I mean, ones. every beard. I mean, every beard that Hopper's wearing, I, like I'm pretty sure they're all yeah, fake. Right? Well, yeah, yeah. Like, there's there's never a point where it's his facial. No, there, there but there are some cats. Uh, some of some of the uh, side characters have legitimate mustaches. Uh, so this is kind of honoring those real ones. But yeah, yeah. Dennis Hopper is sporting <laughs> a fucking fake ass mustache and beard. I'd say it's well, I'd say it's I'd say it's the Bayless character is got he the, has the best one. Sure. It's pretty clean. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. But yeah, the whole, the 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 weave that they've glued to uh, Hopper <laughs> is, is fucking ridiculous. The fucking uh, Abraham Lincoln he does. Oh, that was yeah, my when he's favorite got the no, one. The no mustache. That was yeah. my favorite one. I was like, holy shit! Like he, he, he was a neck beard before anyone was a neck beard. You know? Yeah. It's like they just like they we have we have this wig glued to his. Tell face. me this, guys. <laughs> Do you think that prospector hobo that he meets when he has that crazy dream? Um, of the yeah. fire, do you think that's a real beard? Because that beard looked real to me. I don't know. It yeah. could be fake. Yeah, maybe I it's a really good. I think fake that one was. I don't know. No, yeah. it looked legit. I was like, holy shit! That I I knew that like Hopper was not there long enough, and I knew he oh, was going to no grow that long of a beard. No, that's at least like a good like eight month Woo. year long beard. It's like no way in hell you're going to grow that. Hell thing. no. It's, yeah. yeah, it clearly just looks like they had like an extra wig running around and like fuck glue your face. Like glue your let's face. just tease it. You know, just like let's put a perm yeah. in this fucking wig. And he's just gonna he's gonna wear it from today until he gets kicked out of the state into the country. Could you imagine the scent of like, the beard at the last day oh, of filming? God. No, just I mean I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure Hopper was shitting his pants <laughs> daily anyway. So it's what? like wiping his ass with it. Just like, yeah. oh. <laughs> it can finally reach because it ass gets ass pretty. So it's I mean, just, it, it's, it's just it gets, covered in like spit and sweat and coke, yeah, and it's just it, like it, it gets pretty matted. Oh man, the, end. So, like, the yeah. sweat, the nasty. the fucking like alcohol meat sweats or whatever. Like, <laughs> dude, this guy is fucking wet for the last thirty just minutes the, of this movie. Just the living in Australia sweats. Oh, like, it's so fucking crazy. I, I'm surprised there wasn't more flies on him. Like if like uh, I don't there's know if you guys scene, have seen the there's prop- a scene where a fly the, almost goes in his fucking eyeball, dude. Yeah, yeah, he, he wipes it off. Like I don't know if you guys seen the proposition or not. Yeah, I've seen it. 
I haven't yeah. seen it. Like there, there, there are scenes that Vaughn can attest yeah. to. I'm sure where it just shows characters where they're just covered in fucking uh-huh. flies, <clears throat> and it, it's just everyday normal for <laughs> no. them. Like they don't even try to brush them. I'm off. not. So I can't flies. watch that. Then I have a lot. Of, I notice when flies are on people, or like if they're showing, mm-hmm. like if they're showing, especially the poor. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Especially in that town you're destroying right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Whenever I see a lot of shout out to shout out to Max Shrek and his energy company <laughs> that you're working for. Someone call fucking Batman before you play. <laughs> oh, fucking Batman's dead. So, <laughs> but yeah, like I love the fact that he looks legitimately stinky, and I think because he is legitimately stinky. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And he, I love, you know, and I do like the little bit of the the circle back of he asked one of the the ladies to go get his um the uh, fucking fur that that Billy yeah. gave him. Mm-hmm. He's like, I want you to get that fur. Mm-hmm. I want to have that with me. I think he knew he he looked outside and he saw one of the guys trying to hide. He's like, oh, they're I'm surrounded. This is pretty much my yeah. This is it. Does doesn't he say that hides from like an extinct animal too? Some shit like that. Like that. Yeah. yeah. So, like, is that like a thysacaline thys- or whatever the fuck it is? Uh, Tasmanian <laughs> tiger or whatever the fuck it's called, you know? Fuck. Yeah. yeah. Oh I don't know what the fuck it is, but he goes out and he's being super positive and um, he's like talking about how it's a new day and we should all smile because it's beautiful to be alive. And then he gets shot in the fucking neck, or like some shit, like neck, shoulder. Oh, well, I, th- I think, I think historically he gets shot like somewhere in the side, and the bullet comes out in the neck, Jeez. like it, it went through his body and came out in the neck, and that's right. like historically fucking how JFK he died. magic bullet yeah. and shit. <laughs> yeah, kind of, kind of fucking a dude. Yeah. And by the way, I love his acting after he gets sh- like the gargling and the fucking. Oh yeah. They, yeah. They, I think at some point they ask him like. Do you, are are you in pain? You're like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't speak without blood in my throat. <laughs> it's so fucking dark, dude. I, I did not yeah. expect it. I was like, oh, he's gonna be dead. And the movie's over. Man, they make you they linger on this motherfucker like just struggling. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, because oh, he yeah. did not die right away no. either. So in, no. historically, so, and he's yeah. so wasted yeah. that he probably doesn't feel a lot of pain. So basically, his heart's yeah. still beating, so he's still alert. And they throw right. him in like the blacksmith's room, and they have him laid out with a doctor and a fucking uh, uh, like a priest or some shit. And the priest asks mm-hmm. him if he wants him to say a prayer, and he gargles up some fucking shit. And he's like, "Well," and then he's dead, like he's fucking dead. Mm-hmm. And then this yeah. dude tries to um, uh, the motherfucker that I think shot him. I, I forget the guy's name. They mention his name uh, at some point. But he tries to, and I think it's the guy that threw this some the threw shit at the Chinaman. I'm not sure, but it kind of looks like him. Might he's wearing that little helmet with yeah. the fucking pointy shit on the top, and he mm. he uh, tries to cut his he tries to flay off his beard, and um, fucking um, monologue guy gets fucking pissed and throws him outside and starts whooping him, and then mm. we cut to the dead body just laid out. Everyone's looking at yep. him. And uh, uh, varies is there? Yeah. Or... <laughs> yeah, and he asked him what he's, he asked him what we should do, and he says, you know, with the, well, you know, because of his crimes, it's you know his his crimes are just called for decapitating him. It's like and kind of t- showing the people, you know, 
this is what we this is what we do to people like yeah. this. Yeah, and then and then the take is scrotum and get, bring it to me because I want to turn it into a change purse. God, which is like you gotta have pretty big balls to you know want to cut someone else's yeah. balls off and use their 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 nutsack as a change. Well, purse. it's a, a tobacco so, pouch. Um, and if you <laughs> if you watch purse. if you wa- if you watch at the end of the film as the credits roll, the, it, there's a quota. There's a like a, at the end of the credits that talks about how the the people of of uh, new was oh, it. New South Wales, but um, um, that they were so in awe, they were so kind of offended by what happened, like that he died, but what, the way they treated him after his death, that there was a huge revolt. I wouldn't be um, surprised. It's fucked up. And that the and that the and then the person of Billy actually continued to be, a, like continued to evade police and capture up until his death. Um, yeah. Continued and continued the work and continued, you know, work doing the same thing as um, Morgan was doing. Um, allegedly, uh, Nora shot a scene with a young Ned Kelly going to um, the grave of Daniel Morgan, but he didn't oh. use it. Um, which is some of the stuff I've, I've I've read. I was like, oh, that would have been interesting, but it just kind of yeah. feels it would have felt heavy handed. I guess you can say. Uh, yeah, it's like oh. Here, here's the young kid ex- inspired by the legend of this this mm-hmm. great fucking robber and yeah yeah yeah, yeah I don't know if that would have been a great um, Prob- idea yeah probably something you don't want to like canonize too much like it's yeah. like so at the end of the day Morgan was still a criminal who murdered people yeah mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. they you know they try their best mm-hmm. to and, and I'm glad they took that out, but I, I like what they kept in. I like the fact that, the, you know, I think it's dark as fuck. I think it, it, it you know, the scientist that's in this movie, he's kind of kind of like a, I don't know where the fuck he is, but there's a, there is a scene earlier in the movie where um, the bald guy is talking to him and they're talking a little bit about him possibly being like primate, half primate or whatever because he's so beastly. Yeah. yeah. So he suggests, <laughs> you know, I want to cut off his head and send it to the scientist in Melbourne so he can figure out if this guy's like half fucking ape or some shit. That's why he's so deadly. So he says, yeah, yeah cut yeah. off his head. He, you know, we shouldn't treat him like a common man. This guy's a monster and um, we should treat mm-hmm. him that way. It's super fucked up. And then, um, yeah, Billy goes to the meeting spot where they were supposed to meet at the um, this specific tree that he mentioned and billy does that call it's kind of like a uh kakakuku call i don't know it's like a bird way to commit a hate crime against the <laughs> i love aborigines you know patty mills is one of my sure favorite nba yeah. players of all time my, good and Lord. He's, he's from aborigine you know uh he's from he's from aborigine he's, he's of aborigine okay, nice. you know uh yeah. uh, uh Fucking Foot his bloodline is very man. convincing. Yeah, look up Patty Mills, y'all. If y'all have never heard of him, he's from Australia. He plays for Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Nets right now. I love the guy. Maybe I should. Maybe I should just look up Australian hate. <laughs> I'd, be more, I'd be more connected to what you're talking about right now. Oh my god! So then he does the call, and no one comes, and it's really sad because we realize mm-hmm. Billy's alone. I was. I thought at first Billy died when um, the bald guy was choking. Right. Him. I was like, "Oh shit, he's right. killed." Right. But no, he, he. I guess I guess the idea is maybe Billy talked or something like that about maybe where Morgan was going or what he was doing. It kind of seemed that way because at some point, yeah, they do find out. They get a good idea where he's at. So yeah, maybe, so, mm-hmm. maybe. But yeah. either way, maybe. the movie's over. Uh, 
<laughs> um, as y'all know, I like to do a quick impression of the movies that I cover, and this is a segment I like to call Quick Impressions. <clears throat> Quick impressions. St. Joseph said the world will melt, but he liked the way his fingers smelt. That's a segment I like to call Quick Impressions. <laughs> Fantastic. So, guys, as you know, I like to rate these movies by my favorite mustaches. We got the yeah. fucking, uh, what is it? <laughs> Do you not even know anymore? Come on. Well, Fantastic! <laughs> it's the Fu Manchu for the greatest there you go. thing Thank ever. You so much. It's the full Fu the Manchu. Walrus for kind of okay. Morris. Yeah, pretty damn good. And you got the horseshoe mustache for and eh, not bad, horseshoe. and the toothbrush mustache for burn this movie in hell. They ate off how Hitler for, mustache. How for the I forgot the full Fu Manchu? I don't know, guys. I've had a lot of whiskey. I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start with Lee. I'm gonna start with Lee. He's the friendlier one out of the bunch. Um, he's what? Canadian. I mean. What? <laughs> oh, okay. Well, again, more He's stereotypes. He's sweet as maple Jesus syrup, and I racist. love him to death. I'd like syrup right off his ball sack and off his bald head. Um, Lee, <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, what would you give hey. this movie? Um, this was f- just first time look through on this, and I'm going to be watching this a lot more. This is one of my favorite first time watches for this year. I fucking Fuck loved yeah. it. It was inter- it was entertaining from start to finish, and I was just so happy that like. It wasn't one of those messes that went off the fucking, you know, just went off the fucking board, just like they knocked all the pieces off the board kind of thing. Like, no, they kept they kept it going. Like Dennis right. Hopper, like Vaughn said in his letterbox review, and I totally agreed with it. It's just fucking yes, Dennis Hopper. He might have been sloshed out of his fucking mind, but he was a professional enough to like get this project working and know knowing generally where he had to go with it. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, the team behind him, Mora and his editor and the crew and stuff, they managed to piece it all together and make it work. And so, like, it's it's not it's not one of these things where it's like, oh, you know, there's potential here, but it was kind of a fucking mess. No, this actually worked. It, like, it came together as a cohesive thing, and I fucking loved it. It was funny. It was uh, sad. Uh, it was super entertaining all the way through. And uh, it's got to get the fucking Fu Manchu. Like, the, there's there's no fucking question. It was fucking Oh, yeah. yeah. What about you, Vaughn? Um, so what would Bobby and De Niro do? Is that the... No, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's such an asshole. Made a girl. She got raped by a bush. Oh, wow. Jesus. Wow, okay. So now now Daniel and Vaughn have gone full racist against the Aborigines. Let's just make... Let's keep score here. I've not seen anything racist yet. No, it's a full... Why would I suggest this if I didn't like the true. I mean, unless you hate it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Well, I do, but uh, <laughs> this is why I bring culture to your fucking, you know, your podunk show. Um, yeah, you look the most podunk out of all of us. Yeah, I guess so. With uh, your fucking uh, no, it's the catcher's bit face and your beard. Go ahead, Vaughn. <laughs> Jesus nice. Christ! Wow. Um, fucking, it's it's a full Fu Manchu. I mean, come on. Um, you really can't say anything more about it that we already haven't. Um, and the thing is, the, the great thing is that you you have this kind of eccentric director, really kind of going for the you know going for the the fences oh, yeah. for it. Hmm. Um, 
and it's 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 fun in that kind of way um that this those kind of australian films were um and it's just you kind of look at what the man made after this like you know kind of sequels and weird sequels and like fucking you know the beast within which came out a couple of years later with like a big studio in the states gave him money because this film did so well in his own country it did it didn't do great here um mm-hmm. because it just kind of got rent you know because the releases are just shit yeah um but i i think it's it's definitely a film that i think more people should look at more people should see and hopefully with the the blu-ray release that will come out next year it'll get a lot more eyes on it yeah. um but yeah i think it's it's a really good time and i and and any chance I get, I'd probably drag this on anybody's show just to kind of hear their responses to it. Well, and you know, yeah. Vaughn, I've had some shows dragged on my episodes because somebody really wanted to bring them on, and it turned out to be disasters. But this is one of those movies <laughs> that I am excited that you dragged this this yeah. movie onto my show. There's one th- I'm gonna give um, it. I'm gonna. I gotta give it. You know, at, 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 I was. I wasn't sure, guys. I, I watched this movie one time through, and I, I can't wait to watch it more. But this is a full mm-hmm. Fu Manchu recommendation. You have to watch this movie, and it comes down to the fact that this was made for four hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and they found a way to capture so much and so little time. And yes, it feels frantic. Mm. Yes, it feels like a lot. But watch it, get a feel for it, watch it again. You're gonna love it. It's it's a mix of everything. It has the darkness. It has it has the fucking you know the the, the little bit of comedy in there, a little bit of dark comedy. You got Dennis Hopper doing his fucking thing, which is unpredictable. You have so many character actors and so many great actors of Australia just doing their fucking thing and just rocking the shit out of it. I really had a good time with this movie. I think everybody should check it out. I, I don't know what else to say, man, other than whatever else we've already said in this episode. So, you know what, Lee? You went first for the reviews. Do you have anything to plug for the show? Uh, yeah. Uh, you can find my main podcast, They Must Be Destroyed on Site, and the sort of side podcasts I do, like uh, Blood on the Tracks. I love which that. Is a uh, movie, movie soundtrack sh- show. Thank you. And... Uh, one that's in hiatus right now, Cape Shit, just because uh, my regular co-host Daniel is doing a much more successful podcast and can't be bothered to show up anymore on on this. He's podcast. not talking about me. Um, <laughs> no, I'm talking about another Daniel. Um, but yeah, you can find those at tmbdos.podbean.com, and also uh, I keep forgetting to plug this. I'm, I'm part of another podcast now called uh, Last Call at Torchies, which is a podcast on the Legion Network of uh, podcasts Boom. where we cover um, the films of Walter Hill. We're doing it one at a time, and uh, we, we're also on the Legion Patreon, too, if you want to pay money to them. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and... Uh, where where we do like a movie that we pair with the Walter Hill movie that we just recently covered. So if you're interested in that, go look for Legion podcasts and you'll find Last Call of Torchies. Uh, oh yeah, there, somewhere. How about you, Vaughn? You got anything to plug, baby? Okay, plug your um, fucking I old do a show. podcast. Like like every, my old show. I got a show. Um, I only do one show. I do one show. I don't spend any other time doing anything else. Occasionally, people drag me on their shows because they think they're going to get some kind of 
Entertainment? Class. <laughs> oh, I thought it was entertainment. Um, hey, let hey, let's 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 be fucking real. I didn't I've never invited you on my show because I thought I was gonna improve my audience. <laughs> no, it, it probably it probably because we like each other that we like, like each other on our show. Just, yeah. just more annoyed and like fuck why are we listen to this dumb fat idiot from Jersey. Um so motion picture It is a show that comes out whenever I feel like it. It's about uh psychotronic cinema. Um. Uh, what else? Um, that's pretty much it. Um, if you'd like to follow me on any kind of social media, it is MP Massacre on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. Fuck yeah! And y'all know where to find the podcastio at M Podcastio on Twitter at Mustachio Podcastio on Instagram. We've got a ton of episodes coming up, guys. Thank you so much for bringing this fucking Mad Dog Morgan movie to this fucking show. <laughs> I. Well, it's way better than that fucking weak shit that Yobo brought last time. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. This is a good way to close out December just in a fucking bloody mess. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Thank y'all so much. Y'all have a good one. I will talk to y'all later. Bye. <laughs>